Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome or welcome back to the Thoughts That Manifest podcast. I'm Elle, and I am a mindset and manifestation coach who aims to inspire you to awaken your mind to the limitless potential that is within you. I hope you all are doing well. I am so excited to be back today with another episode for you. And today's episode is all about how to create an abundant mindset, how to attract more abundance into your life, how to kind of take a look at your money mindset and your limiting beliefs and work through those. A while back, I actually created an episode very similar to this, but I figured that it was time to update it and do another And you know, I think when people hear the word abundance, they tend to automatically think of money, but really abundance can be so much more than that. It's not just limited to money, right? You can have an abundance of happiness, uh, an abundance of love, so many different things. And there are so many ways to call in more abundance into your life. And what I really wanted to focus on today is how to do exactly that, how to create an abundant mindset and attract more abundance into your life. Now, before I dive more into this topic, I wanted to quickly go over the astrological forecast because we do have a new moon coming up on February 19th or the 20th, depending on what time zone you're in. This beautiful new moon is taking place in the sign of Pisces. And now Pisces is a very spiritual, intuitive, and imaginative sign. It can also talk about illusions, idolization, and deception. This new moon, though, is going to be great for tuning into your intuition and creating a fresh start in regards to connecting more with your spirituality, your imagination, and your creativity. It's also a great time to ask yourself, where can I bring in more compassion? Knowing what house this new moon is taking place for you is going to be extremely helpful, so make sure you check that out. I'll be uploading over on my Instagram, lduclos, E-L-L-D-U-C-L-O-S, what you can expect or focus on depending on what your rising sign is. So be sure to figure out your rising sign. In order to do so, you'll need your exact time, date, and location of birth. And once you grab all of that, you can then grab your natal chart for free over at astro.com, A-S-T-R-O.com. Your rising sign is also known as your ascendant sign, just in case you get a little bit confused about the wording there. Now, this new moon is going to be conjunct Saturn. So this is creating a more structured energy, which to me means that it is a great time to create more structure and routine when it comes to grounding your dreams and creating a practical plan for your dreams and also just grounding your creativity and your spiritual practices, becoming more grounded and structured and more routined with your spiritual practices. However, because of Saturn here, you may find that you feel more emotionally detached than usual during this time, but I do feel like there is so much potential to start something new and create that solid foundation, so definitely take advantage of this energy and again, figure out what house this new moon is transiting for you so that you can have more insight on what area of your life this may be affecting you the most. And I'll have those messages again over on Instagram at lduclose, so be sure to check that out. I'm hopefully going to post those tomorrow, so yeah stay tuned. But Pisces season is about to be very interesting. 
We also have the sun moving into Pisces as well. And I'll be sharing, again, Pisces season messages over on my Instagram for each rising sign. But this time of the year is going to be very interesting because during Pisces season, we have Saturn moving out of Aquarius where it has been for like the last almost three years and it'll be moving into Pisces. This is going to bring a new set of tests and challenges for each of us that will be sure to be greatly rewarded if you continue to stay dedicated and patient with yourself. And then shortly after that, we have Pluto moving into Aquarius after being in Capricorn since 2008. This Pluto transit is going to create major transformation, major change. And again, I'll go into more detail on my Instagram on how each of these transits will affect each rising sign. So be sure to follow me if you want to stay up to date on that. If you want a more personalized one-on-one message according to your personal natal chart and the transits happening and what, you know, um, Pluto moving into Aquarius and Saturn moving into Pisces means for you specifically, feel free to check out the in-depth personal transit readings that I offer. I talk about this over on my website, ldoclose.blog, E-L-L-D-U-C-L-O-S dot B-L-O-G, or you can send me an email at thoughtsthatmanifest at gmail.com. But I'm excited to talk about calling in more abundance, so without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So the first step to creating an abundant mindset and calling in more abundance is to first figure out what your current narrative is. So what do I mean by this? Well, for starters, if I said to you, you are going to be a millionaire, what is the first thoughts that come to your mind? How would you react to this statement? Would you think, yes, I am? Or... Does your mind automatically go to, there's absolutely no way, that could not be me, I really doubt that? We all have stories that we tell ourselves about what we believe we can and cannot achieve in this lifetime. And a lot of the times, you'll notice that it's very common for people to truly believe that it is impossible for them to be financially stable or to make a million dollars or to have a life that allows them to be financially free. But why? Well, a lot of this stems back to childhood, to society, and to what you were taught to believe was possible for you. Who you grew up around, how people around you thought about money, how they spoke about money, how they spoke about their own happiness. When it comes to recreating a narrative for yourself, the first step is always self-awareness because you cannot change what you are not aware of. So I challenge you to bring awareness to your current money beliefs. Let's start there. Because of course, money is the most common indication of abundance. That's what everybody runs to, right? It's money. When people think about being abundant, they often think of money. And I want you to know that there's nothing wrong with that either. There's nothing wrong with thinking, I want to have more money or I want to be wealthy. I don't know if any of you listening can relate to this, but I definitely grew up with this belief that money was evil, that people who had a lot of money were corrupt or they were selfish. And because of these beliefs, I'm actually limiting myself 
from allowing myself to receive the abundance of money because I have this belief of money is evil and if I have a lot of money, it means I'm selfish and corrupt. Well, then this belief is actually holding me back from allowing abundance to flow to me, right? It's keeping me held back from wanting to make more money because I believe that if I make more money, well, maybe that means I'm corrupt and selfish. But that's not the truth, right? Not everybody who has a lot of money is selfish. A lot of people who have a lot of money give it away freely to organizations, to charity. They help those in need. Yeah, there are some out there who maybe are selfish and corrupt and go on this power trip and try to control people through their money. But that is not everyone. That is definitely a narrative that is pushed though in society. So this is a belief that I need to work through and work on reframing because it's only holding me back. Now that I have this awareness that this mindset exists for me, I have to figure out why. Where did I pick this up from? Well, as a child, my parents always fought over money, constant yelling over money, never having enough money. So as a child, I automatically thought that money created problems. In fact, I do things within my own marriage differently than a lot of my friends and then differently than what my parents did as well. My husband and I, we have our own bank accounts. We don't combine our money and this has always worked for us, but a lot of people look at this and they judge that. They think, well, you're married. Why wouldn't you share everything, right? Maybe it's because I like to keep my independence within my relationship and so does he and that's perfectly okay. We split the bills, we treat each other when we have the money to do so, when we want to. In fact, I feel really blessed that my husband is so willing to take me out to eat and pay for things when he can. And now this was not always the case for us because there was a point in our relationship where we struggled financially and we had to pick up the slack from one another when one of us couldn't afford the bills. We were both full-time servers working for tips and our income was not stable at all. It was always fluctuating, so budgeting was difficult. And there were many times where we could barely afford groceries, so I would apply for a credit card to buy groceries and I'd max those cards out. I've racked up a lot of credit card debt and I dug myself a huge hole that was so freaking difficult to climb out of. But when it came to financial guidance, I was never really shown the best ways to manage my money because it was something that my parents always struggled with. My parents always took us on vacation and my dad says that it was because he wanted to do what he could to make us happy and he thought that spending money that he did not have on all of these vacations and items and material things would make us happy. But then when we were on the vacation, there was constant fighting, constant argument. There was resentment because My parents had been spending money that they didn't have to begin with. No one was actually happy. Sure, maybe in some instances, there were like bits and pieces of happiness on those vacations. But for the most part, underneath it all, all that I remember was the constant fighting on the trips, the constant resentment, the arguing, and nobody ever feeling satisfied or happy despite the fact that we had this false sense of financial stability. So many people think that having money would solve all your problems or that material items will make you happy. But what it's actually doing is creating a false happiness. It's us creating attachments to things that can be taken away from us. And when and or if that happens, we now have lost all of our happiness because we depended on the money, the material items to be the source of our happiness. 
So when my dad had gotten injured at work and he lost his job and that source of income, I immediately saw that happiness get taken away, that false sense of happiness, I should say. Because prior to my dad injuring himself at work, he was in a relatively positive mood. He always came home with a toy for me, and now, of course, I was really young at this age. I think I was about maybe six or seven when this all kind of started, but he had showed me a lot of love and compassion. But as soon as he lost his job, that was all gone. He no longer could provide, you know, the way that he was before, and this really ate away at his spirit, and he didn't want to have to give up those vacations, so that's when my parents would spend money that they did not have, and it all led to fights and constant conflict at home, and seeing this as a child, I automatically created this mindset that money can create conflict, and I did not want that in my life. I never had a desire to have a joint bank account with my husband and vice versa, yeah, we are married. And yeah, we do support one another financially when we need to because we are life partners, but we are still individuals. And I know this is something every person will not agree with. And for some, they can't wait to join finances. It makes them feel safe and secure. And that's totally okay. I value that decision. But because I know that my husband would have my back financially if I ever needed, you know, his support and vice versa, We have built that financial trust within one another without losing our freedom over the money that we create, and it's less of a headache when it comes to dealing with financial issues. We still check in with one another before making big financial purchases, and we still talk about our finances because we are a team. We are life partners. That's what we signed up for, but we are also individuals. But that's just one example of how my own childhood experience has personally molded my mindset when it comes to sharing finances with someone. And again, how I view money. Whether it's right or wrong, there is no right or wrong, right? It's just what works for you. It's something I'm still working on every day. It's just, you know, every day I'm trying to let go of this idea that money is evil, that money is the source of conflict, because the truth is it's not. The source of conflict is usually the different beliefs that each person has about what they're fighting about or what they're trying to see eye to eye on especially when it comes to these financial situations. And the source of conflict is also usually how each person handles conflict in difficult conversations. So what are some other limiting beliefs that tend to be common when talking about money? Well, what about I can't afford this or, you know, I I can't invest in that. That's too expensive. I'll never be able to feel financially free. I won't be happy until I make this amount of money. I won't be happy until I have a huge home to live in or, you know, all of these different ways of thinking that really keep you limited. The thing is, if you grew up in poverty or you saw everyone around you struggling financially, your mind is very limited to that because essentially you were never shown that it is possible to be wealthy because everyone around you was struggling financially. So your mind cannot even fathom how it would be possible for you to be wealthy. Our environment has a huge effect on us. I think about the career that I have today and when I was younger, I never thought that I would be doing what I'm doing today and I never thought it would have even been possible. Everyone around me was always so dedicated to school, getting good grades, going to college and, you know, they wanted to move on to that more traditional path like nursing, um, typical nine to five jobs, maybe real estate, whatever. And I remember sitting on the computer watching 
hours and hours of just these creative entrepreneurs online. I would watch the beauty influencers and people making YouTube videos. And this was back when YouTube had just became popular, but no one in my immediate environment was doing this. And in fact, I never even heard anybody really talk about beauty influencers or talk about watching YouTube. You know, nobody was even really considering this or if they were, it was not made known to me. I used to actually hide the fact that I found beauty videos so interesting because I was embarrassed by it. And now where did this embarrassment come from? It came from the fact that it was was not considered normal. It wasn't the norm, so it felt uncomfortable and embarrassing to be so interested in it, but I was. And I remember thinking, wow, it would be so much fun to be doing what they are doing but I never really gave it a shot because I was too afraid of the judgment from others and because my mind was so fixated on doing what's normal. I couldn't dare step out of my comfort zone, so I stuck to what was familiar. That's what happens most of the time is that our mind wants to stick to what is familiar, so it sticks to that familiar way of thinking and that familiar way of being, and what's familiar is what is usually molded to you growing up. So if you grew up in a family who struggled financially, that feels familiar to you. Therefore, you stick to that familiar way of thinking and being. I need to save, save, save. Always look out for the best discounts because you never know when you might lose all of your money. I need to work really, really hard, hoard all my money just in case, you know, there's no, you know, way that I can be financially free unless I work really, really hard and do everything opposite of what my parents did. But at the end of the day, is this way of thinking really keeping you financially free or are you actually limiting yourself and trapping yourself within your own mind? Your mind struggles to see outside the box because that would be uncomfortable. Spending an extra $10 on a high quality product feels uncomfortable because growing up, you always had to buy the most affordable brand. Going on vacation, treating yourself to a vacation feels uncomfortable because growing up, your parents could not afford to take you on vacation. So therefore, you know, you stick to what's familiar and you're afraid to go on that vacation. Or going out to eat and ordering an appetizer or a soda rather than a water feels uncomfortable because growing up, you weren't allowed to do that because it was too much money or a waste of money right? Because we don't want to waste our money. And that's a common phrase that I'm sure many of us heard growing up. What a waste of money. Or if you wanted something, you were probably met with, no, we can't afford that. No, that's a waste of money. There were many times I would be shopping with friends and they were buying all the newest arrivals from Limited 2 and Hollister. And I was lucky if I could buy one or two things from the clearance rack. Some kids couldn't even do that because the truth is financial hardships and struggles do exist, but you do not have to continue living that path. And honestly, I truly thought that that was going to be the path that I led forever. At one point, I could not see a way out of my financial difficulties. A college dropout who had maxed out a ton of credit cards that I was using just to pay for groceries, and I struggled to catch up with my debt. I had no previous career skills besides the fact that I was a waitress. No job wanted to hire a college dropout who waited tables. I was living in a very small house that my boyfriend now, husband, and I was renting. We had no savings at all. The home was filled with mold. It was a toxic living environment for our mental and physical health. And I remember having many mental breakdowns of just wondering, how am I ever going to get myself out of this rut? 
And honestly, I am a huge believer that sometimes it takes an absolute rock bottom moment to really motivate you to finally make a change. That is the universe's way of pushing you to move, pushing you to make a change, to benefit you. But at the time, I did not look at it like that. But I did eventually have one of those moments where I said, okay, you know what? It's time to freaking step out of the victim narrative that I have created for myself because I have definitely made myself the victim of my circumstances. You know, saying things like, oh, it's my landlord's fault for these living conditions. Every corporate job is the villain because they won't even give me the opportunity to have an interview because in their eyes, I'm not qualified enough. I must not be qualified enough. I must not have any skills that are useful The world is out to get me. It's not fair that I have to go into debt just to eat. And maybe if I was just born into a wealthy family, who knows, maybe life would have been easier because, you know, kids who are born into wealth have it so easy, blah, 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 blah. All of the excuses I made for myself to stay stuck at where I was. And yeah, maybe it's not fair. Maybe it's not fair that I didn't get a shot at proving my worth to those companies. And yeah, it was shitty that even working overtime, I could not afford some of the necessities. But if I continued with that narrative, I would continue to make myself powerless. And it was time to shift the power. It was time to take back control. And the only way to do that was to take accountability for my own part in all of this and to stop looking at my situation as a victim and to instead look at it from a place of growth and opportunity. There was a reason that I did not get those calls back from those companies. And there was a reason that I dropped out of college. And there was a reason for those really low moments in my life and I'm getting emotional about it because looking back, I wish that I had seen it then that I had seen the reason, but guess what? Life works in very funny ways, and sometimes you don't notice until after the fact. It led me exactly where I am today. I came across how to start a blog and make money online and started implementing all of that that I had taught myself online, and it allowed me to take back control of my own narrative, get myself out of a toxic job that I really hated, get myself out of that credit card debt, and it opened a world of financial opportunities that did not limit me to one fixed income. And as a kid, I knew I wanted to do something like this, but because no one else around me was doing it, it felt impossible. So when it comes to your money beliefs, or even your beliefs in general, when it comes to what you want to do with your life, ask yourself, who am I surrounding myself with? Are you surrounding yourself with people who are limited in their way of thinking? Are you consuming content that contributes to the life that you wish to live? Or are you consuming content that keeps you limited and stuck? How do people around you talk about money? How do people around you talk about your dreams, your goals, your visions? You know, once my parents got divorced, my mom was pretty much on her own. She worked up to three jobs at once at one point, and she was always busy doing something. She never knew how to rest, or she just never had the time. So this created this example for me where I believed that I would have to work really, really hard to make a living. I had this limited way of thinking that was, well... If the job isn't hard, then I'm not worthy of the money that I'm making. And I see this way of thinking 
all the time. People are always doing this, where people will look at someone else's job and say things like, oh, you know, their job is so easy. It's not even hard. Don't complain about your job. It's such easy work. Give me a freaking break. You should try doing my job. Then you'll really know what it's like to work hard for your money. And truthfully, this way of thinking bothers me so much because I think it really discredits a person. The one thing our ego loves to freaking do is judge especially when it comes to feeling uncomfortable or unfamiliar. And this was a huge issue that I I encountered when I started my blogging journey. No one around me knew what this was. No one knew what blogging was. They didn't believe that I could make money from it. They didn't believe that I could be a content creator and make a living from it. And some people even laughed at me when I told them what I wanted to do. They thought that I was just taking photos of products and talking about them or taking photos of my makeup look and posting about it, whatever else. But no, there is so much more that is involved in all of this. But most of the time, that judgment also comes from a lack of understanding And again, it's just the unfamiliar energy around that that creates that judgment. You know, same with influencers. They don't just do their makeup and look pretty and call it a day. I mean, sure, there is always luck, right? Some people do have this natural gift of luck where luck is on their side and the followers come naturally, the audience comes naturally, the money comes naturally. But a lot of the times, that luck can also stem from just the strong belief that they have in themselves. And it can also come from their passion for what they are creating, because passionate energy can be so freaking contagious. But at the end of the day, Not all influencers have this luck that magically brings an abundance of viewers and money and, you know, there is so much creativity involved and marketing and a ton of behind the scenes shit that a lot of people judging don't see or even realize. The truth is, we all have choices in life. You have the choice to choose which career you want. You can choose a physically exhausting and draining career if you want, that's your choice. But just because you chose that path and someone else did not, it does not make you any more qualified or worthy to receive abundance. Because abundance is unlimited and money is energy, which is also unlimited. And we all have the choice to bring in this resource in whichever way we freaking want. You can't be faulting someone else for choosing a path that is less physically exhausting and draining. You know, there's always this discussion about if someone is qualified enough to make the money they make, you know? Is this person qualified enough to be making X amount of money? To be honest, I don't really like this narrative because at the end of the day, that narrative is essentially determining someone else's value. And we are all human, we are all one, and we are all deserving of abundance Who are we to say who is worthy of it or not? So a huge mindset shift for calling in more abundance is to remember that you are worthy of receiving it despite what society tells you, despite the fact that society tells you you aren't qualified enough or that you don't work hard enough or that because you're not choosing to physically and mentally exhaust yourself, that makes you less qualified for receiving this unlimited resource of energy. And I say that money is just energy because it is. Everything is energy and we as humans are what gives things meaning. Money is really just a piece of paper that we give value to. And just like money, we all have value too. I watched this demonstration of value and it was actually really eye-opening, so I'm going to quickly explain it to you. The professor had held up a $20 bill and asked the class who wants it and everyone said, I do. 
He then crumbled up the $20 bill and asked again, and everyone still wanted it. He then put it on the ground. He stomped all over it, and yet everyone still wanted it. No matter how beat up, what it looked like, it could be scuffed and scarred, but the value of that $20 bill never changed. So why don't we act this way with humans? We are always devaluing other people, judging others depending on how they live their life, what their careers are, their life choices, whatever. But the truth is, doesn't matter. They are still worthy. The value of that human is still there no matter what. So I challenge you to become aware of how you react to other people and how they choose to spend their money or what career path they choose. Because oftentimes, our judgments are really just a reflection of what we are rejecting within ourselves, and it can even hint to a bit of jealousy. Maybe you judge that influencer and believe that they're not worthy of the money that they are making because you secretly wish you didn't have to work a job that you don't like, or it's an indication that maybe you're not in alignment. Because if you actually fully enjoyed your job or you were living in alignment, why would it matter how someone else is making their money or living their life? That judgment would probably not be there. If you were truly happy, you would probably not be judging that person. Sometimes we think we need to take the most difficult path to making money. And a lot of the times it stems from this belief that we need to prove that we are worthy of receiving that money, which again can stem from how you were raised, what society pushes, because a lot of the people on top, they want to keep us in this cycle, right? Because it works for them and we work for them. But calling in abundance does not need to be so hard. You do not need to burn yourself out or work yourself into exhaustion or depression in order to make a living. Sometimes it's really about changing your perspective and then taking the necessary steps to bringing this new vision to life. I was stuck in a job that I absolutely hated. It brought me no financial stability and it was not until I changed my perspective and got out of my own way that the whole game changed for me. Now, the last thing that I kind of want to touch on and bring awareness to is how do you handle unexpected financial struggles? This was something that took me a really long time to work through because for a while, I never had a savings to fall back on. If anything, it was the credit card debt that I would rely on. And that, of course, was modeled to me in my childhood, but... I'm sure some of you can relate, but for a while, it was always this, oh, it's always one thing after another mentality. As soon as I saved up any bit of money, something would come up and it would be gone again. And it was like this for a while. So I had this fixed way of thinking. I believed that I would never be able to have a savings because as soon as I had a savings, something unexpected financially would happen and it would take it all away. This was a great way that the universe loved to test me. I really had to learn the laws of the universe in order to shift my mindset around this. And I actually have an episode on my podcast about the spiritual laws of the universe. I definitely recommend listening to it. But anyway, that way of thinking was always being reflected back to me in my external world. I realize now that my external reality is often a reflection of my internal reality, how I'm feeling emotionally, my thoughts, my beliefs. So as I started to shift my money mindset, I started to work on my reactions because the truth is we cannot always control what happens in our life, but we can control how we choose to respond to what happens. Creating a faith-based mindset when it comes to unexpected financial difficulties has been a huge game changer for me. And yeah, maybe a lot of people would consider it being overly optimistic, delusional, whatever, but for me, 
I found it to be extremely freeing to really put all of my faith and trust into things working out for me, even if something unexpected happens. So for example, I had an unexpected bill of $2,000 pop up recently and at first I wanted to freak out because $2,000, depending on who you are, for some, you know, that's easy peasy, but I'm still a work in progress, right? Because let's face it, we all are. I wanted to have a mental breakdown and worry about how the hell I was going to just come up with $2,000 and pay for this, which yeah, I do have a savings, but again, this is this is something new that I'm testing out now because my money mindset really struggled in the past and this is a new thing for me. And honestly, you are allowed to feel those emotions as well. I don't want to discredit the way that somebody feels when something unexpected happens that challenges you. You're allowed to be upset. You should definitely feel the way that you feel. And I definitely had a bit of a moment of concern, but then I took some deep breaths and I said, okay, there is a lesson for me to learn through this. And I'm going to open up myself to receiving this lesson. I have faith that this is going to work out. The money needed to pay this bill is going to appear. And as I pay this bill, I'm forever grateful that I have the money to pay this bill and I know that it will come back to me. And I accept the lesson that is coming out of this. And guess what? It did. I had additional sales that I normally would not have gotten. I was able to easily take on additional clients and the money showed up and it was replaced. And now, of course, it did not just magically fall into my lap. But my point is, when we have unexpected financial difficulties and we immediately go into panic mode, it creates this chaos within our mind that makes it so difficult to see a way out of. In a state of panic and chaos, it's really hard to find solutions. Oftentimes, those solutions come easier in states of calmness. So remaining calm allowed me to listen to my intuition more and it allowed me to come up with solutions and it gave me the ability to create opportunities to create more abundance to help with this unexpected bill. And I also wanted to quickly share this story. My friend who is going to be moving out of her apartment that she had been living in for many years now was very hesitant about this decision because this meant that her rent would be doubling but the location would be safer, the space was bigger, and it was more updated. And she had mentioned her concerns to me about this drastic change, especially due to her own childhood and, you know, limiting beliefs around money that she had struggled with for a while. This was hard for her to just trust and leap into. And I definitely understand that 100%. And I told her, you know, the universe works in really crazy ways look for the signs. If it is meant for you, the universe is going to open up doors and the universe is going to make it possible. So trust in that. Trust in the signs. She texted me a few days later and she was like, oh my god, the craziest thing just happened. The new apartment complex got back to us. They told us that they were going to cut our first month's rent from the $1,900 to $888. And if you were looking for signs, you know that 888 is an angel number and it represents abundance. And this was the exact sign that she needed that we had just been talking about. And it was a clear indication that the universe is wanting her to just trust and take that leap of faith and know that this new path is the path that she is meant to go down in this moment. What were the chances that that would happen? And to have it be 888 is even more of an indication. And yeah, some people may call it a coincidence, but I truly believe it's a sign. Trust in those signs and lead with more of a faith 
faith-based mentality. Not only having faith in the universe or God or source, whatever you believe in, but also leading with faith in yourself. That is the real life changer. So anyway, there's so much more I could talk about, but I will leave it at that for now. I really, really hope that this episode helped you in one way or another, and hopefully it inspired you to look at abundance and money from a different perspective to really go in and reframe your limiting beliefs and to take more accountability for your own life by owning up to the choices that you are making on a daily basis because coming out of that victim mentality can be truly life-changing. I am sending so much love your way. Until next time.